0: Welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 AM on bff.fm or subscribe to the podcast at for the record podcast all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the first record that's actually a side project for guitarist Nick Reinhardt under the name Disheveled Cuss, and the first song is called Generic Song About You.
1: Without you That's what I tell myself I'll start over faster Wanna skip the last
0: that i can say about this disheveled cuss record is that it introduced me to nick reinhardt of who i was not formerly aware although apparently his main band terra has a strong following and he's played in a bunch of other side projects with very prominent musicians and he's very well respected as just a really inventive and creative guitarist but this project is A lot more accessible than his other work And so I think this is the first one that Reached me it's more kind of Traditional strong song structure with Hooks and when I first heard It this song really grabbed me right off The bat
2: yeah I really appreciated How this one starts With comfort food these Nice crunchy power chords Uh And him just kind of Singing and it's a little bit of a I mean Again the 90s throwback of someone a little Lovesick and It seems so straightforward, but then as we get into it, there start to be these little hiccupy rhythms where it takes these weird side detours. And then crazy guitar solo. And then we end up getting four different guitar solos over the course of this song. And so it's a a few different styles. And then especially like we hear that um, bridge. And so it's, you know, kinda of power poppy. And then the bridge is a little more spooky and very processed vocals. Mm-hmm. And he gets a little more kinda of angsty. He's like, I'm just a sewer rat. Almost got like a hints of a smashing pumpkins vibe, but with this power pop in there, it's yeah. a lot of different stuff going on. And I I really he makes it seem effortless.
0: Yeah, it really sets the stage for the fact that this is this Right. this album is going to have kind of a 90s feel, and some of the songs almost feel like back when Weezer was good, but it's there's a lot more going on than that. It's a, it's a really... It's just a lot of, it's kind of a creative explosion. And I love the fact that the first song draws you in or drew me in with this very kind of self aware humor. Like the title itself, generic song about you, is very funny. And then the lyrics are kind of telling the story of somebody who's alone after a breakup and is just calling some operator just to talk to somebody. And so finally they like put his name on a list (laughs) and he's (laughs) fucked. So anyway.
2: No, it's, it's yeah, the sense of humor is really important. And I think you mentioned the Weezer thing. I, You know, there's not a lot of interviews out there about this band, but it seems like every interviewer is like, oh, so you're really into Weezer, huh?
0: Well, I hear, te- I saw Teenage Fan Club a lot. Yeah. Of, which but, I think is an apt. Yeah,
2: comparison. I think there's a lot, but I, I do, I'm going to say that I think this song is pretty diverse, but I th- feel like the second song really leans into like, it's like Weezer from some alternate universe where they didn't go off the rails. It's called She Don't Want.
1: I'm afraid that I'll get out of the fly trap and then be lying for the song or a trash can. Can you make believe it was just a dream? Now I'm almost disappeared. Disappeared.
2: The intricacy of those choruses where the power chords fall away and it becomes suddenly these interlocking guitars and really startling rhythms, and yet it does not feel forced. It's really remarkable to make make a hard trick sound easy and feel like the most natural thing in the world.
0: Yeah, it sounds like such a straightforward pop song on first listen but like try to dance to it and the time (laughs) signatures are all crazy and the drumming is really incredible the drummer's name is J.R. kurtz according to pitchfork although i couldn't find credits anywhere else but that yeah the drumming is just really incredible and entertaining and the song never goes where you expect it to go
2: yeah i really enjoy we hear a little bit of a the instrumental bridge here gets into a really fun direction with almost like a hair metal kind of guitar sound that is so fun. And I love the sort of traditional, oh, woe is me kind of song, like, oh, she doesn't want me. But I, I love the self-awareness that comes in on the section we played where it's like, yeah, you know what, I maybe it's my fault that I keep going for situations where I'm going to get burned because I'm going to get out of the fly trap and then make a beeline for the trash can." <laughs> so yeah i think just the clever lyrics aren't aren't overdone and it's yeah a, a sad sack song but with so much energy and such a smile and self-awareness i can't not love it
0: so the next track will play is called new
2: complication
0: thank you and it's n-u not n-e-w i don't want to make sure we point it out
2: i uh, yes i did
0: vocal trick that he does on a lot of these songs where there's he's kind of his own backing vocalist with the, the these distorted vocals and it's like a call and response with yourself which is very amusing
2: yeah I mean you get the sense that this is a you know a, a small band where he's wearing a lot of hats mm-hmm. but I think with thoughtful production and just the right amount of effects and in that call and response putting on the very different Effects on the call and response, so it's the kind of very low voice and a shouted, and one is feels very close and intimate. The other one's very kind of open and echoey. I,
0: I think there's actually a lot of effects going on here. It's just that they sound organic and they're not showy, so we might not be noticing them. As yeah, well.
2: it's it's really thoughtful, and again, he's clearly putting in a ton of work and then making it look super organic and Mm -hmm. just oh i just you know i'm just figured i'd do a pop album and yet clearly he's putting the same sort of intense thought effort into it which is it's really fun to hear like this someone taking you know he's not he's not like oh i'm slumming it he's like no this is like i'm gonna make the best damn pop rock album that i can and it's fantastic and you know i i think even if he's throwing in like Again, I'll, I'll call out weird spellings mm-hmm. like N U because, like, oh, what does he mean? He,
0: so, he, what? He ch- so, you you wanted to be sure and point that out. So, tell, tell us what you think it means.
2: Well, you know, it is this song about feeling kind of out of place, and it has almost like a science fictional vibe of like I drop down from space to Earth and I don't know how to make my way around. So, you know, that's the way an alien would spell new, would well, be N U.
0: <laughs> do you think aliens would speak English?
2: Maybe they don't have a very good uh, dictionary. Remember I, he's got his t- dictionary he hopes it's <laughs> waterproof. It's a, it's such a charming song. And you know, I don't want to read too much into it. But I, I love that he's having... A, it's a playful, I feel alienated song. I love it.
0: Yeah, And you mentioned... I, I didn't pay that much attention to the lyrics on this song. And you mentioned a lot of aliens. And that that intro with the we couldn't decide if it was a th- synth or something else sounds very alien either.
2: Yeah, there's definitely not a lot. I think the guitar and bass and just traditional rock instrumentation carries most of the load on this album so i think this is the first song we hear where there's really a significant non-guitar mm-hmm. kind of artificial feeling uh, uh instrument to, uh, carrying some of the load with the melody and it's it's so fun it's just it works perfectly and it's just enough plate. Yeah, I love it. So we're going to go from this song about I, I feel kind of out of place to a song about someone else who maybe feels a lot of, out of place. It's called She's Odd. She's got
1: some of her hair in
0: what you thought was a synth which is the spooky sound that i think is probably a guitar that's very processed yeah well
2: one of my observations from trying to find out stuff about nick reinhardt is it seems like something 80 90 of the articles on the internet about him are about his use of guitar pedals and he likes to talk about it so i would not be surprised if he figured out how to make that cool sound with his guitar
0: yeah. He's clearly someone who's very interested in the technical aspects of making music. And it's, I, you know, he's got a lot of creativity as far as making things sound different.
2: Yeah. And it's a, a nice, I think comparison or a nice pairing of new complication in the song. As I said, I love this just very silly explanation of this kind of quirky girl with hair pocket <laughs> in case you need some. And it's so, yeah, I, it doesn't belabor the point of, you know, it's kind of this, you know, the manic pixie dream girl, and this is really focused on,
1: Yeah, she's
2: pretty weird, but yeah. he's willing to take a chance, and, you know, the per- earlier song is like, he feels pretty weird, and maybe someone pretty weird is just right for him.
0: Well, and I like that there's a lot of intentional sort of nostalgic references that are then subverted. Like this song to me felt like an intentional reference to like Buddy Holly by Weezer, just the, the way that the melody goes and some other aspects of it. And then, as you said, the trope of the manic pixie dream girl, it's kind of getting at that, but in a way that's you know, like less kind of romantic. Like this is a person who's maybe a little bit weird.
2: Yeah. And he is, but he has his eyes open. Like I acknowledge this. I'm not pretending it's not there and maybe it'll work out.
0: But I think my point is that I think a lot of this record is taking somewhat nostalgic tropes and playing with them in a knowing way. That's very entertaining.
2: Yeah. So from these kind of pair of light and playful songs, I think it would go into a, Maybe slightly more intense direction for this next track we'll play. It's called Oh My God. Oh my god. Someone
1: fix that-
2: simultaneously so accessible with that really light guitar riff that we hear coming into those verses and super propulsive bassline. Mm-hmm. This is I think some of the most dominant bass that we've heard on the record and then and even the the vocals are fairly airy and just sort of I don't know and then there's this spooky almost demonic give up that's dropped in mm. and it never feels anything other than disturbing and it's very intentional choice that like this could have been a very poppy song Uh and this it's that's constantly subverting and like no this is not a pop song this is you're supposed to feel bad listening to it even though it's so catchy and these little instrumental tweaks in between the verses and the verses kind of are different lengths and then these weird two or three second instrumental sections which sound lovely except for this kind of cracking sound almost like a whip crack and before we came in there's kind of this weird industrial sounds at the beginning where you think oh that was just kind of to set the tone and then now there's just the hint of these whip cracks and then at the end of the song suddenly the, those three seconds turn into a minute and a half of complete anarchy and it is so unsettling and yeah it's made it it a, a complete surprise and even now having listened to it several times it's still I, I don't ever get used to it.
0: Yeah, I think the the vocals, the give up vocals, are such a great expression of what I assume he is trying to demonstrate, which is like this is the voice in my head that's telling me to give up despite everything else. And that's the theme in a lot of these songs. There's a lot of humor, but also a lot about just kind of depression and feeling stuck. And this song conveys that really effectively. And the lyrics are, you know, amusing. And then just having that give up, give up in the background. Just it's like, it's sad, but it's funny.
2: Yeah. it's Well, it's, yeah, they sing. I have a sense of humor about my, the challenges of being alive in the world, but those challenges are real and don't, you can't just laugh them off either. Like you have to laugh, but laughing isn't enough.
0: So engineer Patrick Hills plays bass on this record, and that this is the first song that I really noticed the bass prominently, as you mentioned, and it gives it such a great richness with his very complex guitar playing and then the bass as well.
2: Yeah, it's, I think, one of the lead singles, one of the longest songs off of the album, and so it does, there is so much going on, and as I said, it's like, it's what the section we played represents more than half of the song is this fairly straightforward albeit with Mm -hmm. the give up and then it there's an entire almost second song that it blows up into this exploration of all sorts of spooky and scary sounds it's kind of amazing
0: it's straightforward but you know as i mentioned before the drumming is just incredible and the way that the time signatures switch up it's still it's so it keeps you so off kilter because it's constantly it's constantly like at you on a back foot because it never goes the way you expect it to
2: Yeah, go. you kind of think like, oh, I, I get I get this. And then there's, you, you. I think it's subtle enough sometimes that you don't even realize it's happening, but you just, yeah, that combined with the give up, combined with the spooky bass. Uh, yeah, there's it's a fantastic effect. And yeah, all of these musicians are, I know this is described as uh, Nick Reinhardt, solo project, but clearly he has gotten fantastic musicians to work with them.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I think when you're an incredibly technically talented musician, you attract people who want to learn from you and just kind of play at your level. So that's really cool. Yeah. So the next song we'll play is called Shut Up. Such a great opening drum fill there that's why i wanted to start from the very beginning this the drumming is just so great i like i can't remember a record where i like the drumming as much as i did in this one and this song is one of my favorites on the record because of the way it's so cheery and it's got this really upbeat chorus with these la 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 backing vocals and if you don't listen to the lyrics it just sounds really like an upbeat happy song and then it's all about like how can I get you to shut up <laughs>
2: yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun tune a real toe tapper and yeah I, I like that because like, what can I do and then the Backing vocals are, I do. It's very it's very sweet, but it's kind of like that frustration. Like, I just, just tell me. just Like, I need to make this stop. And that it is wonderful that after, I think, the entire album, the drumming is really intricate, but here is allowed to be showy and fast. Mm-hmm. And so it starts with that drum fill. It keeps going really fast. I think it lets off a little in the choruses, but then we get an extended almost half-minute drum solo in the bridge. So I really appreciate that uh, Nick Reinhardt. like, I started this project, but, you know, game, game recognized game, this drummer is amazing, and you need to have a drum solo on this track. And it's a delight. Uh, and, yeah, I I'd lo- always love, yeah, the, the negative lyrics with the most upbeat mm-hmm. music you mm-hmm. can imagine. And it is a blast for sure here as we come into the tail end of the album.
0: So the penultimate track is called Sunland and that's what we'll play.
2: that is mostly characterized i would say by incredibly talented musicians using their skills to make very accessible pop music i think it's interesting that as we approach the end of the album there's this kind of weird anomalous track that's almost like a fever dream and the lyrics you know it's like it's one one four presumably 114 degrees out and you just get the sense of like thought melting the world melting and it's all this left is this kind of weird mystical vision of a frog and a lizard looking at each other in the desert and I don't know what it means but it's really cool and it seems like this great jumping off point to kind of rock out in a really uh for this album at least stripped down way
0: yeah the sequencing on this record I think is done really well because you're taking first of all your your starting point is someone who's known for kind of esoteric very complex music that's not super accessible and so starts out with songs that are have great pop hooks and grab you right away and are really interesting but you know if you listen to them once or twice you can sort of get get the gist of them and you don't have to sit with them it it it, it doesn't create a barrier to kind of entering into the album and then as you go along it gets a little bit more esoteric. Did I say esoteric twice? But a little bit less conventional verse chorus structure and then the last song which we'll go out on eventually is called Surf 101 and it's even just kind of like dreamy and it's a, got a great outro feel.
2: Yeah, it's a really nice journey. That Yeah, you it's uh, very cohesive and yet you end up someplace very different from where you started. And at every step, it feels complete natural. It feels like everything these guys are trying—they are. It just—it seems to come easily to them, and mm-hmm. it's really remarkable. And again, it takes a lot of work to make something seem so effortless,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and to be able to—I think the first listen, I just heard the pop album, and it's only yeah. The you keep digging in, you realize that no, there's a lot, a lot to work with here, and. It was, I think, a, a delight, and I, I think, thanks Stereo Gum. I think called these out as the one of the best new artists or the best new artist, because this band didn't exist, even if this musician's been kicking around for a very long time at this point. And thank you to them, because I, I wasn't aware of this guy, and this is such a great introduction to Nick Reinar's work.
0: Yeah, I would love to see him do more of this more accessible sound because he's clearly so good at it and he's such a talented guitarist. And in a world where, you know, we are ultimately like guitar rock people and there's been so much more attention to more electronic sounds and hearing somebody who's, bringing new life to guitar sounds is really great to see and just so much humor and so much experimentation in a traditional pop structure is th- this album is just delightful and it, it, it rewards repeated listens for sure
2: yeah so uh, yeah a f- fantastic treat as we come into the end of 2020 and looking forward to new and hopefully just as good music in 2021
0: So as I said, the last song is called Surf 101, and we'll go out with that, and we've been discussing the band and the album Disheveled Cuss, and you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening.